Hello, Pastor Deborah here again. Yeah, it's another week and we're here in the garden. As you know, I'm sitting in my living room recording on Zoom Pro with no green screen. So if you see weird things happening around my hair or if my hand sort of just disappears to the video, it's because there's no green screen behind me. But welcome. Yeah, Father has brought many people today to the garden spiritually, where we really are, where these words I'm speaking to you are spirit and life. That's right. In the last Dear Spiritual Child letter, number 26, we were talking about how the word of God was with God in the beginning, and his word was spirit. And it was full of life Mm -hmm. and knowledge and truth for you. So welcome. We're here today with lots of living creatures. Yeah, you might see little mice, chickens, donkeys, cats, dogs, horses, chimpanzees, apes. Yeah, and some weird creatures. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds here in the garden. They all love you. Even the flowers love you. Did you know the trees have leaves on them here? That if you eat the fruit of, they'll bring healing to you. Everything is permeated, constructed of, living by, full of the presence of God. And in the presence of God, there's healing, freedom, joy, love, peace, light, truth. Yeah, all in the presence. Let's give a big shout and a thank you to Pixabay for this, for this motion video. It's going to help us to understand this teaching today of my dear spiritual child letter from me, Agape Love himself. This was the letter that God gave to me with many different parts in it for you spiritually. I used to send it out. Yeah. And I still do. And what did I send it out to? People. Yeah, I sent it out to witches, warlocks. I sent them out to counts in England, royalty, children, to jails, to prisons. And in many of the places that I could, I would send a teddy. I call him the love teddy. Yeah. Why? He's not real, but he carried a heart of love for them. So they could feel non-threatening, agape love. Teddies are wonderful. They are used as peacemakers, comforters, carriers of love. To spiritual children. And God had me to understand that you, the real you, in here, a forever person, was a baby. A lot of you were children, hurt and abused, living in trances. You had multiple personalities through trauma and abuse. You were many, but you were one. You were one who was many. You could do self-hypnosis. You could get knocked out by others more powerful than you. 
The physical dirt body was the vehicle, the human spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the earth, the evil, wicked spirits all want to be in. Because the dirt part of us, the natural dirt body, was our legal house to be a legal spirit and to conduct business on earth. Got to have a dirt body. That's right. Because this is the world of the natural realm. But behind it, in it, was the realm of the spirit. And we're learning about that from this video. This one is going to be episode number 27 of my dear spiritual child letter from me, Agape Love himself. And we had finished up, we were working through some, we were working through the scriptures, John 1, 1 through 14. John was written by an early disciple named John. He's a young man. He wrote this about 40 years after Christ had died. And John has, was given such spiritual insight. Took him a while. Before he got it, but he got it. And he was writing to us and we were working through. We had just finished up verse number six. And I'll review that one. And then we'll finish out through verse 14. But let's pray first. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for loving us so much. Reaching down to us. Every way you could throughout the generations to help us. Father, thank you that your love held through our rebellion and disobedience, our ignorance and hatred of you, and our horrible, wicked things that our flesh have done against you and your kingdom of love, joy, and peace. Thank you for sending yourself in your word to us. Thank you for sending him, Christ Jesus. In a dirt body to be among us. For you became Emmanuel. In man was God. You came in your word form. In your Holy Spirit. The way it was meant to be. Back in Genesis 1. 26 through 28. The pattern you had set for your children. You would be in contact with us. Through your Holy Spirit. We would have direct access to the kingdom. You would help us to grow and nurture us here on earth in our dirt bodies. And our soul that was to be our helpmate, it was not to be the king, the ruler. We were not to follow it. It was to follow us. But that got all messed up. And we thank you that you made a way of escape, a way of newness and life through a cross, through death for us spiritually. To come back into your family, back into the kingdom, back to the realm of light. So thank you, Father, for this one and all that you will do to help us to understand your words of spirit and life. In the name of Jesus Christ, the word made flesh. Amen. Okay, we ended with verse six. Let me go over that again. It says, there was a man sent, an apostle, from God 
whose name was John. That was John the Baptist. John was a cousin of this Jesus. His mother, Elizabeth, was the cousin of Mary, who was the mother of Jesus. They were cousins. And this John was a forerunner. He was to go out around uh, Israel and say, repent. That means change your mind, change your thinking, and turn back to God. Israel had gotten so far off into religion, culture, tradition, ways of the flesh, that it needed to turn around and come back to the spiritual. So John was out in the wilderness, living a strange life, calling people to come and be water baptized. Now, that's another teaching, what the water baptism represented. Represented, you got to go down into the grave and die. And you have to come back up new. And that's what the water represented. Mm -hmm. So he was doing sort of a spiritual work in a natural way that people really didn't understand it. But it wasn't the way of the Jewish tradition. You just kind of got born into it. That was it. There was no profession, no turn from your sins. You followed ritual. You followed religion. You followed tradition. You followed the ways Their ancestors had done it when they were flesh creatures. Now, John the Baptist was coming and said, a new day is coming. Going to be about the spirit. We got to get you cleaned up. We got to cause death in you. And this going into the water represented you dying to the old ways. And your repentance is saying, I've been thinking wrong. I got to come back to the right way of thinking. So his name was John the Baptist. Verse number seven. The same John the Baptist came for a spiritual witness to spiritually bear, carry, tell, speak about, declare, and be a spiritual voice of the spiritual light and truth, the knowledge of God that was in Christ Jesus. He was showing us an example that this Jesus Christ was going to do on the cross. He was going to put us inside of him in his mind. And according to the law of the kingdom of heaven. And when we went to the water and said, we are repenting of our ways of thinking that we had gotten into. And we go down under the water. We're on the cross, and we come out clean, new creatures. So he is saying, we're told in these verses that this John the Baptist was a forerunner, a witness, proclaiming this new birth and demonstrating it, how he was instructed in water. And he would say, come. Repent, the Messiah, the Son of God is coming, that all spiritual men through him 
might spiritually believe. That's a topic right there you could spend many videos on. What is believing? Why do you have to believe in the Son of Christ named Jesus? Why do you have to die? A lot of religions, you're just born into it, and that's where you stay. You just follow tradition. You follow your ancestors the way they did it. Maybe even back to the who knows what century. Oh, and you just do it that way. No repenting, no changing of your thinking. But John the Baptist was showing us we all have to do this. We all have to change what we think about. Believing in a God. We probably don't even know the real God. Have any of you ever had a conversation with Christ Jesus himself? Have you ever seen him? Some have. Yeah. This one story I heard to help me believe in helping with witches and the occult. So there was a bonfire outside. A lot of witches have a lot of outdoor activities. They like to dance around the fire, play music. Sometimes it's without any clothes on or all painted up. There was this one uh, event going on. And a Satanist had been talking to a pastor. He didn't believe in this Christ Jesus, that he was real. He had no power. Never seen him. I'd heard about him. So one night, a Satanist was in one of these meetings. Christ Jesus himself came up out of the fire and called them all to him to believe in him. It scared the bejesus out of this guy. And I just saw that on a movie where some witch had thrown some powder into a fire and a snake came up. God can show up in anything. When I heard that on an audio tape, because after that night, all those that were there at that bonfire, they all fell to their knees and believed that Christ Jesus was real. And they believed. This witch called the pastor back and told him what had happened. And I got an audio tape of it. It helped me to believe there's no place on this natural earth That the spirit called Christ Jesus, who died on the cross, rose from the grave, is now in his glorified body, cannot show up. He can stand in flames of fire in the natural. Mm -hmm. And God had to help me see beyond what I believed in. Because one day I was going to do the same. Stand in fires flames spiritually and help people get saved who were being burned alive. Some of my early experiences. But I had to first believe that Christ Jesus in his resurrected form could do this. That there were no more boundaries between natural and spiritual for him. So in verse number seven, we're learning about this spiritual witness. I'm a spiritual witness speaking to you. 
about this light. That's back there. This motion video by Pixabay represents God and his light come into the world. Verse number eight. He was not the spiritual light. John the Baptist said, I'm not the light you're waiting for. I'm not the Messiah. I'm just a voice crying out here in the spiritual wilderness that he's coming. Be looking for him. And he goes on, John says, but he was spiritually sent to spiritually bear spiritual witness, truth, knowledge of that spiritual light and truth. Pastor Deborah's not the light. But I'm to tell you about the light, the agape love, the Father, the Word. I'm a witness. I've been sent. I'm an apostle to you. Even here in the garden, I'm not the light. I'm his shepherd of the garden. I'm a pastor. I'm a spiritual mother, but I'm not the light. I'm to tell you of the light. Just like John the Baptist did. Now, I've helped many people get baptized in water, in showers, out in the oceans, bathtubs, just pour water. And even if you'd have no water around you, it is an act of faith of your soul and spirit to be born again. Then you get a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision out of your soul, that nasty old thing. Filled with lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh and the pride of life. It's evil, wicked creature, full of darkness and evil, hate and anger. And even filled with everything but Christ. Verse number nine. I, as John the Baptist, am to tell you that Christ The word Christ means anointed son of the living God. The word. The word. That's the word back there. Last week we showed you more of what the word looked like inside of God. That Christ was the true spiritual light. Knowledge. Counsel. Which spiritually lights and shines. Unto every spiritual heart that spiritually comes into the world. There is a place inside of every little spirit in the womb. Sort of has a receptor, a receiver for this light. It's not very big, but it has something in it called eternity. Even in one's darkness of spirit and soul, there's something in us seeking love, joy, peace around the world. Always wondering what happens to us, where we go after we die. Who are we? Why are we here? There's something in us. And God uses that. He might come to you with fairy tales and fables. Cartoons, games, movies, songs, videos. 
to help us as children. He uses teddy bears. Let me show you one. He'll use a teddy like this. Comes out at Valentine's Day. He'll use flowers as gifts. Candy. He's trying to tell us when you love somebody, you give. And there are things out there that you need to love and that love you. God is using everything to help you spiritually come awake. So here in verse 9, John the Baptist was telling us, he is not this true light, Christ. Now, a lot of people are stuck at the door with Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is just the dirt. It is an important part. It makes Christ legal on this natural and spiritual place. But Christ, not Jesus, Christ is the spiritual king, the Messiah, who has the Holy Spirit in him. We're to open up that door of Jesus. I heard an excellent guy talking about it. Be like if you had a shoe store or you were selling handbags. And everybody stopped at your door and just marveled at the door, how beautiful it was. And how beautiful the decorations were in your windows. But they never came in to see what you were selling. The shoes, the purses, the jewelry, the food. You were on the outside looking in. Couldn't touch it. You could see it. That it was beautiful. But it wasn't real yet. You hadn't gone in. So many people stay out with Jesus and and do not open the door and go in to Christ, the very word of God himself. But we learn in verse 10, he, the word, was spiritually in the world. It was with the people and in the world. And the spiritual people who he had first created and had been perverted and twisted. And the world systems, they didn't know him. They couldn't see him spiritually. They had become flesh creatures of religion and tradition, darkness and ignorance and culture. Satan was ruling. Did you know that in Jerusalem at the time he came, there was a pool named Bethesda. There was lots of people who were sick. And the rule was you lay around it. And whenever the pool of Bethesda starts bubbling, the first person in would get healed. And when I read that, I go, that's not right. In God's kingdom, there is no competition. To be healed. So I said. That can't be a pool of God. Of this Christ Jesus. And I had to do a study. That pool of Bethesda. Had been there. And was built by the Romans. 
And the Romans had dedicated, maybe this was a hot springs that came up, a lava springs and was bubbling. Don't know. But they dedicated that pool and built the temple around it to a goddess, a Roman goddess. And they would throw things in to bless. And they had, I guess, a few people had gone into it and gotten healed. So when you dedicate a river, a lake, a pool to a goddess, not to Christ Jesus, they're going to heal you so you will believe in them. So this man who had been laying around there for 38 years, he was trying to get into that pool because the history of it was and the rules first in the only one who gets healed. And God through Christ Jesus walked up to him and said, Hey, what you doing here? He said, well, I don't have a man to help me get in. So I've been here. Can't move. Somebody must bring him there every day. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Now they all knew the history of this pool of Bethesda. And God through Christ Jesus said, get up. Be healed. Walk. Take up your mat and walk. And he did. Later on, Jesus ran into him in the temple. He said, now don't you go and sin anymore or things will be worse for you. And I thought, what's he talking about? We didn't hear. He was sick because of his sin. So I had to do some more studying. And what I learned was about the pool of Bethesda was a place that was dedicated to a Roman goddess of healing. And this man who was a Jew, who should have been in the temple, praying to the God of the Jews, wasn't there. He was out at the temple in that pool waiting for some goddess of the Romans to come in and heal him. And to Christ Jesus, that was a sin. You have gone to spiritual adultery to a goddess of Rome. That's what I had to learn about that story. You have to understand a lot of things when you become a teacher. So here in verse 10, he said, I'm here with you. I'm inside this dirt body now. I'm one of you. But you don't know me. That man at the pool of Bethesda didn't know Christ. Jesus was that man. Didn't know the Holy Spirit was. He was all flesh. And he was in such spiritual ignorance and darkness. He was worshiping another God, a goddess of that pool. When you see people trying to compete, it's not of God. A lot of people ask, you know, about selling their books. The spirit don't sell anything. There's no money in the spirit. When you say it, that's all in the world of the natural. Now, I've bought many of books. To read their words. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's okay to buy the books. You know, you have to learn from somewhere. Even the Bibles aren't free anymore. Now, there's a lot on YouTube. Audio Bibles in many different forms. Visual Bibles. Bible cartoons. Bibles for children. Bibles in different languages, audio Bibles, video Bibles. Things have really changed. Verse number 11. He, 
this word of God, Christ, inside of Jesus, came unto his own people. He had to become one of us because he was going to pay the price for all of us on the cross. He had to have a dirt body. He had to have a soul and a spirit. Because that was the pattern in early Adam that disobeyed. A dirt body, a soul, and a spirit. Verse 11. He spiritually came into his own people. Now a lot of people say, well, he was Jewish. He came to the Jewish people. Yes, but it's bigger than the Jewish people. They were called originally to be the first trees planted and produce fruit for the rest of the world. But they didn't do it. They kept it guarded. They put fences up. Nobody, you have to become like us. And they became so traditionalist in the flesh. Religion came up, but he had to come as a man, as one of us. And he still looks like us at times. Other times, he's just pure light. Mm -hmm. He spiritually came unto his own people. And his own people spiritually received him not. Not even his own brothers and sisters could see him as his mother saw him. Of course, his mother had a unique experience. An angel talked to her. And planted in her an already conceived embryo with none of her dirt. Because we can do that now in a petri dish and put an in a conceived egg and sperm inside of a surrogate mother. So none of the DNA comes from Mary or Joseph. It's all God. Because it had to be all pure, not of this earth. I bet you God went to the Garden of Eden, picked up some of that dirt. Uh-huh. Pure in here, and use that for Jesus' body. I just thought of that. It has to be dirt of this earth, but dirt that has no death in it. Dirt, dirt that came from no biological person. I bet you he came to this garden. I don't have any evidence of that. But he had to have a dirt body that was pure and clean. That's why they couldn't touch him. There was no sin in his dirt. There was no sin in his soul. And there was no sin in his spirit until it was time to take on himself, put in him so the dirt could die, so the soul could be punished, and the spirit would be separated from God. And go to hell to take care of business. Mm -hmm. I bet you that's how it happened. He came in here. And took up some dirt. Out of the garden. Yeah everybody's happy. Yay yay yay. All right. So but the world didn't receive him. His Jews didn't receive him. His family. They didn't believe Mary did. His brothers and sisters. mm -mm. Because he was a different kind of child and you know the story is born in a manger around animals because he was a lamb in the eyes of god he was to be slaughtered crucified sacrificed for others 
Mm-hmm. Then when he's about two, old Herod heard about him. Heard about the king has come, returned, and he goes, you watch the movie, the Jesus of Nazareth movie. He says, there's not room enough for these two kings. I'm the king here of Nazareth. There's not room here. And he sent out his soldiers to kill every child up to two or three years. Well, God woke up Joseph. <laughs> they headed out to Egypt. Thank you, Egypt, for taking them in. Mm-hmm. Egypt's always had a major role to play in God's book. Mm-hmm. So even in infancy, he was being looked for to kill. And thank goodness that Joseph, no, he had to be talked to through dreams. And he listened. And he took Mary and the child to Egypt for several years until they were told it was safe to return to Israel once Herod was dead. Just trying to keep the young one alive so he can be about his purpose. And it hurts that all those other innocent little children were murdered. But God got their spirits. You can see the hate of the enemy. Killing children. Thinking that one of them is going to replace him as a king. That's how Satan is. And he gets in people. And when you see war, that's who's up. Mm -hmm. Even in world leaders, politicians, police, mamas, dads, school teachers, school board people, healthcare people. Mm -hmm. That's going on right now all around the world. So sometimes you don't get accepted. Pastor Deborah is told I'm too heavenly minded. To be any earthly good. You'll be looked at. You're hearing voices. Seeing things. You need to be on medication. You're not any good to the earthly church. We can't control you. Can't get you here to church. And the prayer meeting. They belittle us for not attending. The prayer meetings. That the pastor calls. Well maybe God told me to stay at home. And just be with him. I've had that happen. He wanted to date with me. Just me and him and his word. Oh, the pastors get so mad because they can't control some of us. You know, I pulled my membership out of the Assembly of God Church once I got the kingdom of heaven message. I realized there's only one church, the kingdom. And when I joined as a member, I said I believe certain things that the assemblies believed. But it was against my other brothers and sisters in Christ. Who believed in Jesus. I wasn't going to do that. So I just pulled my membership. And I stayed there. I paid tithes. Gave offerings. I was beginning to be set free. Mm -hmm. I pulled my membership. No that's not for everybody. That's me. And when a pastor asked me. What church do I go to? Where am I registered? Like we register our cars. I go. There's only one church. My registration is on, has a card, blood red, the cross. That's it. And when we all get to heaven, there won't be denominations. It'll be just the church, the kingdom of heaven. And we're all in it. 
So I just started thinking kingdom work. And I was helped by that by a young man named Miles, Dr. Miles Monroe out of the Bahamas Faith Ministry. He grew up in the Bahamas when it was still a colony of England. And then it got its independence. He went to Bible school and he was going to start teaching what he was learned in Bible school. And God said, I can't use you. So he started realizing he needed to teach about the kingdom of England, connected to the kingdom of heaven, colonies. And he wrote, and that was his message. He lived it. He understood kings and queens, governors, independence. Mm-hmm. Bought all his books, watched all his hundreds of videos, and I became a kingdom citizen. A kingdom of heaven, teacher, a kingdom where I am a king here on earth, spiritually. All right. Verse number 12. But as many as spiritually received Christ Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. To them. Gave he his spiritual power to become the spiritual sons, offsprings. Don't think it means gender. It means offsprings of God made in his image and his likeness. Children. Even to them that just spiritually believe on his name. Some people never saw any miracles but heard, and they believed. Some people heard his parables and believed. Some people just heard from others and believed. So he was giving them what? Spiritual power to become the offsprings of God. Now, he hadn't gone to the cross yet. So what do you think they got? Knowledge, truth, the Holy Spirit. Were they born again right then and there? Good questions. That would be a good study for you to do. Verse number 13. This spiritual power that he was giving them says it was a spiritual birth. They were spiritually born, not of blood. Like from a woman. Not of the will of man in sex. But of God. And the spiritual word. That was made flesh. And dwelt and lived among us. And we spiritually. Then could behold his spiritual glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. We would see him, his word, as full of grace, mercy, forgiveness, comfort, peace, and truth. It sounds like we needed a new birth. Or what needed to be born again? Our spirit. Our soul. And eventually, our, we will get a new physical body, probably from the dirt of the earth, 
of the Garden of Eden. I don't know. It's got to come from somewhere. He says, I'll give you some power if you believe in me to become the sons, the children, the offsprings. Through my word, through believing me. Flesh won't have made it. The will of men in sex or rape or incest. It won't have made it. I'll make you spiritually brand new. Sort of like a spiritual circumcision. A Hebrews 4.12. Where you're birthed like a caterpillar out of its cocoon into a butterfly. Where'd that come from? That's a natural example of the spiritual birth he's talking about. You go in one way, you're trapped in your cocoon of the flesh. And at the right time, you come out a butterfly, beautiful, a new creature that you had never been before. Never to be a caterpillar again. Never trapped in a cocoon again. Mm -hmm. And this was going to be to the glory of God and the glory of his word that was begotten, sent by the Father. And this word that was going to give you this power and this whole new birth was full of grace and truth. Yeah. There's a lot to the word of God. You have to go slow. You have to do some research at times about history, civilizations, ancient religions and cultures and traditions. You got to look up many different scriptures. And a lot of times I go, okay, I read them. I don't understand the spiritual meaning behind it. What does it mean? What are you trying to tell my spirit? And so sometimes you just ask those questions. God will, you'll watch a movie. There it'll be. You'll read a book, hear a song, play a game. There it is. Something will happen in your life, circumstances, nature. And you get the revelation. Mm -hmm. He will help you. He desires for you to learn and see spiritually. No longer be ignorant and in darkness about him, about his power, his kingdom, about you, his love for you. And this letter. And when he would have me send old Teddy out, he was trying to say, I love you. Here, receive my love. I'm showing you my heart. I'm giving you my heart through a Teddy. That's right. He'll use animals to love you. He'll use nature. He'll use family. He'll use whatever he needs to. To help you receive his love for you. To believe in him beyond your soul. Beyond human love. I've heard people had them so wealthy and beautiful spouses. They're still not happy. And yet they say they believe in God. But you can believe in God and may not be the right God. You can believe in Jesus, but that's the dirt. That's not Christ. You can believe he's real, but not yet be born again. Or you might be born again, but you a baby, an infant in diapers, and you poop all over the place. Some spiritual mother's got to step in and teach and teach and look in your eyes. Say, God loves you. 
God's real. God's here. Tell you stories. Send you teddies. Show up in flames of fire. Do healing and deliverance so you will believe. Some people are easy believers. Pastor Deborah was. Other people, especially if you've been in the occult or abused and have multiple personalities, it's hard to believe. Some people who've already sold out to the devil of the darkness, Satan. They want what he offers. Money, property, power, glory, legacy, becoming a saint in the Catholic Church. They want to keep it in the family. They always want to be in politics, leadership, business, rich, rich, rich. They serve another God. They don't think. Beyond the earth. Mm -hmm. So everybody's different. But he knows you. And he's here to help you. Even today. So Father we thank you for this word from John. To help us begin to see. You and your word. How it came to be. Why it came. And how we need to help. And how we need help. To receive you. Father be about your work. Fulfill Isaiah 61. And 62. In their lives. Bring forth new. Sons of God. Offsprings. Made in your image and likeness. Birth them into the kingdom of heaven. Out of the world of the flesh. Out of the soul. Out of Satan's kingdom. Of ignorance and slavery. Bring them forth, God, unto yourself. Bring them through the cross, through your sacrifice of your lamb. Help the Holy Spirit to do his work that only he can do. Father, be about your work, your ministry, of building your family of humanity as kings of the kingdom of heaven. And we thank you. For all you've done for us. For all eternity. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay. That ends this one. I'll see you next week. Bye. Pastor Deborah. Copy love. Love is here's ministries. See you. In just a few days. Bye bye.